to that music. Not sue me for none oh, of that. Shit. You know what I mean? I want to introduce everybody. Listen, this is this is the locker rooms edition of college football. This is the college football show. Um I would like to introduce y'all to the host of this thing, A B. Uh what's going on everybody? It's your boy A B. Uh, it's my first time on Zoom in about two years. Um, I like Oklahoma Sooners for the last 21, 22 years. Uh, I've been a fan for a very, very long time, going back to the Bob Stoops days. So um, thank you all for having me on, man. We also got Kilo, who is What's up, world? His, uh, Keep it short. Keep it short. Keep it. What's up, world? You going to tell your team? Oh, okay. There we go, Clemson, baby. Shit, anyways. Yeah, whatever. Clemson in the house. Uh, Clemson, six, baby. And counting. Okay. Pylon, the pylon in the building. Yo, what's going on? I know Kilo sees that 2019 in the picture. He already knows what's up. He knows uh, the Alpha I don't Tigers. think the fans can see that picture. Yo, he hype, yo. I think LSU national cool. champions. LSU fan. LSU fan, that's Pylon the Pylon, he's the LSU fan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here, Dennis Holmes, the Ignite Thinker Podcast, Tennessee Volunteers, and I also like the Temple Owls because I can go to most of their games for $5 a piece. So I keep it with the local team, all right? Don't, don't, get, don't get mad at me because I have two college football teams. It's just that it's a lot cheaper to go to that game, just letting you know. Um but today, what are we discussing, A.B.? Um, we have a lot of topics to go over. Um, me and Kilo did a... Me and him did a show maybe about a month ago, and uh, we came up with this college football show because I know that we don't really cover college football that much. So um, me and him wanted to do a show for everybody, and uh, that's so we can... Um, that's so we could uh, talk about college football, man, because, you know, that's something that's, that's like, rare out here, man. You know, everything is NFL and NBA talk and all the other stuff, so we want to do college football today. Um, SEC um, expansion. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas, um, they talking about they going to SEC out of, you know, like, out the blue now, like, so, yeah. don't they got like fourteen teams already? Yeah, it's fourteen. Yeah, it'll be so sixteen when they join. When they join, it'll be sixteen, which is two thousand. It's supposed to be what two thousand twenty-five, right? That'll be when they join. At uh, least two know. years, I think. It's two years, you said, Jared. I think two years. That's what they're saying. Okay. Um. Not bad. So, like, what's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on Oklahoma and Texas going to SEC? Well, it makes the what, the what division was they in before that? I want to make sure I got it right. Big Twelve, Big Twelve. The big okay, the the Big Twelve. What they're turning into now, the Big Eight. 
gonna be dead. <laughs> that conference is over. Right. I mean, wow. like, I'm trying to figure out. But see, this is what I thought was gonna happen. I thought if they was gonna get those two teams, then they was gonna take two out of the SEC. That's what I thought was gonna happen. But people told me no. I mean, that would be logical. Yeah, because I thought they could take Kentucky and Vanderbilt right out. Right? Nobody care about that. They they could take Vanderbilt and then they could take uh, Missouri back. Yeah, they need to take Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt got they got a uh, record over Oklahoma. Right, if I'm wrong. Yeah, they can take Vanderbilt. I don't care who they, the long as they don't touch Tennessee, that's all that matters, right? Missouri came from the Big 12, so send them back. Right. Yes. Um, Texas, uh, Texas A&M and Missouri came from the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, They're not taking Texas A&M. No. No, Texas A&M ain't going nowhere. No. No, that's, no, I mean, I don't know. Man, like I don't know what's happening now. Like, cause I don't know if right y'all. You said what? They move Arkansas. I mean, like they was talking about this years ago too. Like I don't know if y'all remember that shit, but yeah, um, Texas and Oklahoma was going to start their own John, and then they signed the um, extension with the Big Twelve. Uh. You know, like it's going to be a big loss for the Big Twelve, of course. Um, I don't think that they're going to survive this unless they bring in some. I mean, unless they bring in somebody else. But, but uh, it's going to uh, it's going to get crazy, man. Like you know, Oklahoma, you know, going to be playing Alabama and LSU every year now. This is you know, this is like some big stuff right here. You know, even though. Um, Oklahoma doesn't get the best defensive players, but now if they go into the SEC, you know, this is big news because they can start getting some guys. They can start going to, uh, you know, to Florida or Louisiana and, and Alabama and Mississippi. Like, they can start getting them guys, you know. So, like, we got to see, man. I mean, like, Oklahoma and Texas, they've been top 10 recruiting for the last couple of years anyway. So, but if they start getting them, you know, you know, they can start going down soft and getting these guys now, it's going to be major for them. You know, De- defensively, offensively, like, I'm not worried about offense. It's defense that that they have to step up. Yeah, because the SEC, SEC is definitely a defensive conference. Yeah, like yeah, like they're gonna have to step up a lot, man. Like you know, like I, I, like I just want to see how Oklahoma, you know, you know, play everybody else. Cause like Bama, Bama is is Bama, and you know Georgia gonna be good, but the rest of the conference ain't that great to me. They're not that great to me. I mean, LSU, I, I thought like- I feel like, like the, the sleepers are Texas A&M and uh and Auburn. They are sleepers. Auburn can sit up, up and down, you know. Like yeah, but that's the fact. They're not consistent, but they is a uh, one of those teams that just pull a uh, uh, mm-hmm. crucial. Uh, yeah, they're the long-term uh, sleepers, definitely. Especially when Texas A&M, they've been improving since Jimbo got there, so that they'll be good. The short yeah. term, though, the sleepers will miss for sure. They got some players, and they got some good coaching moves. So, yeah. they're the short-term sleeper to watch out for. 
I like the idea they were taught that was proposed of having four different pods. Now that it's going to be 16 teams uh, in the SEC, four different pods of four teams. Put like a app, put Alabama. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how you'd start to arrange it, but four teams in each pod, you play each team once a year in your pod, and okay. then maybe one team from each of the other ones each okay. year. Okay. I think you'd have to put Oklahoma in one. You'd have to put Alabama in one. You'd have to put LSU in one. And then the other one would have to probably be Florida. Since on average, those would be the top teams, I would think. Mm-hmm. Or okay. Georgia instead of Florida. I'm curious if, if Oklahoma and Texas, like I said, once they come through, like, which of the SC teams that's pretty much knocking at the door, like, which, which teams is it going to really affect? I think anybody, like, far as like, um, like at least high ranking, or if not, like being a threat to those teams that are there. Yeah, like I kind of feel like Florida been knocking at the door, but they not consistent at all. They've been knocking at the door, but if you Mm -hmm. you bring in Texas and Oklahoma, you know that could make it uh, extremely difficult for those teams that have been knocking at the door to win it. Well, yeah. Texas is going to be screwed regardless. They're going to they'll get beat by a lot of the teams in that conference. But for Oklahoma, they're they'll beat anybody like consistently year after year. They'll beat everybody that's outside of the top four. I think Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. They can they can ma- ma- uh, mix games with them, go one and one, uh, two and two, whatever. But the other teams, Oklahoma will beat every time. I think for the most part. You said yeah, it's two right. years. It's two years if they if they get the official uh, rights to move. It's two years after that. So I I heard too. I, I who who knows? I, I we should be getting news the next week or two on details. So it could be twenty twenty five. Could be, but I think I think it's at least two years. That's what that's what I heard. Okay. Could be more though. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a nice money move for them. That's all it is. It's just about the money. Yeah. yeah, definitely. How official was that article where they talked about uh, them possibly trying to expand 2010? Mm. How official? The one that Chad posted in the chat? Yeah, I remember him talking I don't, I don't about think that was... Ohio State in the SEC. Oh, no. That that like, and if, The only way you start throwing at Ohio State Clemson all going there now is if you're creating like an NFL style West East or, or a two conference, like entire country, which wouldn't really make sense. Cause there's so many teams. Right. But they're trying to, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. hearing that they're trying to make it like four power, like real power conferences with like 16 plus teams in each, but who knows? There's so much going on. If that's the case, the big 12 definitely going to fall apart. I, I, if and they I, lose Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to fall apart. There's mm-hmm. no way. So I, I got a feeling that um, most of the teams – I was about to ask, you know, what team would be the top dog after those two teams leave? The people, the like, two teams are going to be Oklahoma State and TCU, and I think specifically I thought, TCU. I was going to say TCU. That's what I was going to say. They're good, man. That's a good team. TCU, uh, yeah, they, they be having some players on their team. So. What about Iowa State? Iowa State. Iowa State is knocking on the door. They're going. They they're going to surprise some people this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been producing running backs lately. They've had a decent quarterback at the helm, but 
I don't know. They don't do enough defensively to stop these big teams usually. That's their problem. There's only a few teams in that conference that will actually give you good defense. TCU and and on and off Oklahoma. It's really it. Okay. All the and sometimes Baylor, especially since they got Dave Aranda over there now. But usually it's like TCU's been putting out really good DBs recently. Yeah. Oklahoma's yeah. had a couple of good defensive players. Um, but yeah, those only two teams are really bringing defense on a consistent basis to that conference. So Oklahoma okay. would be good. T- TCU will thrive, I think, really well. They'll be the top dog in that conference for sure if those two leave. But um, if let's say the um, the whole conference were to split, what conference do you see TCU going to? What what, what conference would they fit in? I'm yes, trying to what. Like I'm already mm. anticipating Iowa State will fit well with Big Ten. Yeah, Iowa State, I I could definitely see Big Ten. Well, I'm trying to I'm blanking on the conference name that has a bunch of Texas teams already. I I think TCU could go there. It's not a good con- – what is it, the Conference USA or the AAC? Whatever one has Tulane and all of them. Um, no, a- a- that's the AAC. Yeah, I-, I could see TCU going there because there's like four or five Texas teams already there. Um, but that's another thing too. Like TCU is going to thrive from recruiting if Texas leaves because now they're going to be the top Texas team for sure in that conference. And more players are not going to want to go to Texas once they start getting beat on in the SEC. They're going to lose recruits in there. All those in-state recruits are going to start going to TCU. And if Oklahoma, that's all, Oklahoma's success early is key when they move too, because then they could start losing recruits to Oklahoma State more and more from in-state, since they'll be doing better and Oklahoma would be doing worse in that sense. Question. Question. It's interesting. Question. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that yeah. the Big Twelve will open doors to teams like a North Dakota State? I think a team like a Nebraska from the Big Ten would be a good move to go to the Big 12, personally. I think I think a North Dakota State is time for them to move to a Power Five. Um, I, I, I ain't ready for them to go on that yet. Yeah, I don't know if you go Power Five right away when you go to the yeah. – when you if move they up. Go to, if they go to the Big 12, ain't that a Power Five school? Power yeah, five yeah I, would, I would put them – I would have them go to um, – oh, my God. I'm blanking on the other conference names, but Cincinnati, Memphis, and uh, – we're Temple, UCF, the AAC, the AAC, the American Athletic uh, Conference. I will put them. In, I will put them in the Mountain West. Mountain West, yeah, uh, I, with San Diego State. I like them, yeah, yeah, and um, Boise State. I like them and Duke it out there. Because San Diego State. So do you do you move one of those teams that was in the Mountain West to the, or you move one of those teams that's in the AAC to the? I mean, if it's if it's anybody, move Hawaii out. Ain't did nothing. The Rainbow Woods ain't doing nothing. Yeah, I ain't plus, moving them out. As in, I'm talking about moving them up. We're moving them up now to the big, which was the Big Twelve, but it's more like the Big Eight. Um, well, it'd be Boise State <laughs> be the first one you move up. If you were to move a team out of the Mountain West, plus out the Dakota State. I mean, That's North tough Dakota. though, because Boise State's like moving them is going to make that conference even weaker, and it's not like a strong conference. If you, if you keep Boise State, you put a North Dakota State. They actually do good. Then you have three solid teams. And that the conference, and you're starting to get – you have San Diego State, then you have Boise State, and then you'd have North Dakota State. So you'd at least have three good teams out there. Because then if North Dakota State ends up not being able to adjust and they don't do well, then you really have one competitive team, really, for the most part, San Diego State, if you take out Boise. And then that conference starts falling off. 
it's so much to think about. It's so yeah, many teams, so many moving parts. There's other teams out there like, like North Dakota State has had two quarterbacks drafted in the top five in the last in the last five years. Yeah. Like at some yeah. point, it's time for you to see them play some better competition. Like, all right. And I even besides you, the quarterbacks, to, they've had good other players. You're starting too. to build a you starting to build a QB factory over there in North Dakota State. It's time for us to start seeing North Dakota State play some better competition. Yeah. Plus, if they move yeah. to to uh, they move up to this conference, it would change their recruit like their play, able ability to retain players so much better too. Because now you're seeing guys that when they're actually getting these good players at North Dakota State, most of them are transferring in their last year or two, like Jabril Cox to LSU from North Dakota yeah. State. Right. And and, and you know so those players w- usually wouldn't leave now if they're now in in the main division or the main uh, conference. Right now, these kids is getting paid now, so off their likeness. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, that's that. changing. That's changing absolutely that's everything changing now. A whole, that's changing a whole yeah. lot of things now. I it think is. now you're gonna yeah. get a more competitive college football than ever before because a lot of these kids ain't just gonna go and sit on no bench just because they know you know they can wait till you. They might go to a corny school and get that that likeness money and ball out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the whole recruiting game's changing now with the money because now you're gonna have people going to wherever they're gonna get paid highest. Yeah, but it's it's definitely something something to think about. I mean, does does the HBCUs do move up? Not Jackson State. I'm talking about like the ones South Carolina State, right? The ones that's been dominating. Yeah. Is it time for them to move up? Yeah. I think yeah. Alabama State. It's gonna be a lot, man. Is, it's gonna be a lot of moving in the in the next two or three years, man. It's gonna be a lot of moving, man. I, I think it's rightfully so. You know what I mean? They definitely gotta come up with some better names. You got a Big Twelve, a Big Ten, and gotta come up with some better names than that. Like you just gave up. It used yeah. to be a Big East when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh, all them. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't know what happened with all that, but um, it's on you, Av. I'm sorry. No, uh, um, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy college football uh, next couple of years, y'all. Um, top five QBs, man, going into twenty twenty one. Who you got, Kilo? I know you got a list, Kilo. Who's your? Uh, come on, man. Who's your top one? Jamie Newman, no, no, that's Jamie Newman, <laughs> sir, sir, no, sir. no, that's Jamie so, Newman, um, though. Spence, 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 Rattles from Oklahoma. Okay. Sam Howell from uh, North Carolina. Okay. Um, I, I, it's it's Alabama, so I, I gotta throw Bryce in. The reason I threw Bryce, it's Alabama. It's still got. One of the greatest college uh, football coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got JT Daniel. Okay. And my last one was uh, DJ. DJ, I'm not saying his last name. Yeah. DJ Clemson. Just say DJ. DJ Clemson. DJ Clemson. That's pretty much it, Ugalele. All right, well, is there any sleeper quarterbacks coming into 2021? Half my top five sleepers. <laughs> uh, Malik Willis from uh, Liberty. 
quarterback from Liberty. Do they even come on TV? Huh? Do they even come on TV? Yo, Scott, yo, 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 the I only time I hear Liberty is the Statue of Liberty, all right? I never heard of Liberty, <laughs> you bro. You don't watch enough football. I, I oh, put up there and watch plenty of Liberty games, man. Well, he had to transfer because he wasn't going to be on the TV at uh, Auburn anyways. He was like QB4, and that's not even a good QB room. I watched him beat uh, Virginia Tech. Okay, so you got Matt Corral on your list, right, Jared? Oh, of course. Where's he at? Number three? When is it? August no, I'll go five to one. I'll go five to one. So five, I'm going to go um, uh, Michael Penix from Indiana. I think he was, he, as a freshman, he was showing big things last year until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go off this year. And mm-hmm. he's playing with a really good defense. I, I've been on record saying I thought Indiana was the best defense in the country last year. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he's going to do – he still has Fry Fogel there. I believe he still okay. has um yeah one of the other weapons. So I had him at five. Uh, I think Bryce Young is going to thrive with Alabama. He's good. So I have him at four. Um, okay. Then I had uh, – that's where I put Spence, Spencer Rattler at three. Okay. Um, it, we're, we're doing in college, so I'm not like – I think he will be better than my number two guy in the NFL. Um, but for college, I have him at three. Number two, I have Dylan Gabriel, super slept on uh, UCF quarterback. He led the country in a few categories last year. He's a big dual threat. Um, and he plays in a good conference to where he can just be really productive and efficient, uh, which he already was. So most points per game last year or yards per game last year. And I think he had – it was a few other uh, things he led in. And then number one, Matt Corral. He's been my guy since he was in the class with uh, Fields and Lawrence in high school. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I love, he has a, a, a ridiculously strong arm. He brings another big dual threat. He, his, his production and his, uh, efficiency was heavily diminished last year because he had one really bad game through six picks. But other than that, every other game, he was, he was all, all cylinders going. I mean, the problem for him was he was behind John Reese Plumley, who, uh, they liked his his running abilities, so he didn't really get a chance to start his first year with Ole Miss. Yeah. Then Lane Kiffin came in, and he went off last year. He took the job from, from John Reese Plumley. They moved Plumley to receiver, and he actually played really well at receiver and helped him out on a few occasions. Um, yeah, Matt Corral, he's got an absolute cannon, threw the ball 77 yards at, like, the age of 16. Uh, super strong. It's, it's strength at the top and the bottom. He has great velocity and great uh, distance on his throws. Um, in certain games, obviously, he needs to get a little more improvement on his decision-making, but I think he, he's a stud, and I think he's going to he, – he's he's my Heisman sleeper. I, we're we're going to go over that later, but he's my Heisman okay. sleeper. Is it, uh, is, it my, is it my turn yet? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, what the hell y'all been watching? Yeah, go ahead, Dan. What you got for us, then? Number five, Dorian Thompson Robinson. UCLA okay. QB1. Yeah, okay. Number four, 
DJ Uga Iggy Ellie, Aggie Aggie Uli Aggie. Aggie Aggie Uli Aggie. I don't know how to say that name. Aggie 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 Aggie. I mean, DJ Aggie Uli Aggie. It's number four. Yo. I mean, number three, the Miami Hurricanes. Because I don't call them the U because they ain't win enough. As the U, Miami Hurricanes. Uh-huh. Uh, last name Quinn. I don't know how to say his first name either. All right, his last name is King though. Dear King. Dear King. Dear King. I'm sorry. I ain't want to. I ain't want to butcher his name. I butcher a lot of names. Hey, him and Malik Willis are basically the same thing. Number two, Big Face Sam, UNC. Yeah, Big Face Sam. Big Face Sam. Sam Howe. His face take up the whole screen when they put him on a joint. Take up the whole yeah. big, big face <laughs> as I call him, big face Sam. And and number one, Spencer Rattle. Spencer Rattle, number one. That's my that's my top five college quarterbacks coming in this year. Okay. Ukulele. Ukulele, yeah. Ukulele. Ukulele. Um, be, before I drop my five, right? Uh, uh what's your man. thoughts on that quarterback from uh? USC, Slovis. Even Slovis, yeah. He'll be, he'll be decently productive. He's got some good receivers over there. Drake London's really good, and Brew McCoy's a star, so he'll be productive. I, don't, it's, I think it's another Kyle Trask situation, though, where he's gonna his weapons are going to carry him to production, but he's not actually that good of a quarterback. And the guy from Cincinnati? Desmond Ritter. That's yeah. D-Wix guy. He's good. I, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't oh, like sir, him sir, 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 sir. Kyle Trask got a lot of heart. That's why Tim Tebow drafted him in the second round. So did Tim Tebow. So did Tim Tebow. That's why, that's why Tim Tebow drafted him in the second round. So he can learn from the GOAT. Oh. <laughs> AB doesn't want to talk about it. Yo, man. Um, I got Bryce, man, number five. Uh, the, only, the only issue I got with them is that they lost a lot of guys, yo, from last season. They lost a lot of um, good production from last season, uh, but but he has a lot of talent. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman this year, <clears throat> so he should have a good season, man. He should have a good year. Um, I know Alabama got a lot of guys coming in. You know, they have a lot of good freshmen coming in, and uh, they go help him out anyway. So I got Jared Guy Corral number four. Or Ole Miss, uh, DJU Kilo guy at number three. Um, I got Big Face Sam at two, and I got Spencer at number one. Um, I'm not being biased with Spencer. Um, you know he did struggle uh, in the first couple of games last year, but then he stepped up uh, towards the middle to I mean from the middle to the Florida game, and uh, he just balled out. So hopefully this year they're gonna step up even more. Um, he has a lot of talent around him. You know, he's I mean, they get Kennedy Brooks back this year. Um he's so Dennis uh, is running back too. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. He's gonna have a good, good year, man. But you know, it's I mean, it's Oklahoma. Like I mean, like that's what they do. They I mean, they know for QB play right now. So like, he's gonna have a good year, man. He's got a sleeper combo of receivers to work with too, Hasselwood and Theo Weiss. Uh, but Hasselwood been disappointing. Uh, well, well, like the first year he was he had the injury, he had the injury. It was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, the last year he was hurt. Um, so hopefully this year he'll step up. They do got Marvin Williams too at wide receiver. Yeah, they have a lot of they have a lot of freshmen coming in at wide receiver too. So he's got maybe. the offense around him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So. So like, so he's going to do what Oklahoma QB's been doing the last few years is put up numbers. Everything is on defense right now, but but yeah, uh, that's my top five. Kilo had a good five. Jay had a good five. Dennis had a good five. Uh, I appreciate that from y'all. Um, let me ask y'all about uh, the guy from Indiana, right? Penis, right? Penis. He was doing good till he got injured. Like, you know, do you think he's? I mean, do you think he could be in a in a in a top five by the in the year? Like, as far as like production wise, like, because I've seen him play, I've seen him like he got skills. Production wise, I think it's going to be tough because there's some loaded. Uh, there's some quarterbacks who have really loaded offenses. Like okay. CJ Stroud at Ohio State, it's gonna be hard to like it's gonna be hard for anybody to be in production just because of how good his receivers and his tight end group is. Yeah, it's absurd. So he's gonna be productive, he's automatically gonna be productive. Okay. Um, but then you have guys like in Oklahoma, and then you have um Keaton Slovis who will be productive because like we were talking about the USC weapons. Um yeah, it's gonna be tough. It'll be it'll be tough just because he's not as loaded on offense, but he I think he's damn good. And you're starting to see a lot of these Big Ten teams start taking these Florida um, prospects out of high school, and there's a lot of athleticism down there in, in Florida. And, and yeah, for his size and uh, how he retains being able to pass, he brings a lot of athleticism too. I, he's he's really good, and he was only a freshman. That, that's that's what a lot of people don't realize. He was only a freshman, so he's got a lot of room to grow. He'll be all right. He could be in the top five, but I don't think he will for production. And I do like King from uh, Miami. He's a play for Houston. Yeah, he can um, move. <laughs> he can move, man. But it's like him and Malik Willis. They're they're most mm-hmm. mostly just athletes at quarterback. Neither of yeah. them are that good at throwing, really. I, I think right. Derek King's a tiny bit better than Malik Willis, but they're you're just you're yeah. using them to bring that dual threat 100. percent Yeah, man. He yeah he he tore his uh he tore his uh, ACL. Mm-hmm. So. So and he's already a little back. on the smaller side too. That's another problem. Yeah, 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 man. That was. It's gonna be a good year for for the QBs, man. You know, uh, it's, you know. I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. What about Dylan Gabriel? Yeah, well, that was Jared, my number two. About yeah. That's just talking about. Yeah. But a that was one from UCF. Yep. Uh, he's. Yeah, they they got him. They got him ranked number four right now. Oh, and. That actually reminds me of another sleeper for quarterbacks too, Mackenzie Milton, the one who really he, he snapped his leg when he was at UCF, and that kind of paved yeah. the way for Dylan Gabriel to start. He's at uh, Florida State now, yeah. So I, I want to see what he can bring to Florida State. He was he was a beast. At yeah, UCF he's been off he for about hurt. three years too. He's been off for about three years. Yo. Yeah, yeah. I think it was two years he's been out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been out for a while, man. So, but I'm glad he's um. 
you know, but I'm glad he just hung in there and uh, he's back with it now. So, yeah. But, you know, that's good for him, man. Um, we won't go next, Kilo. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One more dude, Grayson McCall, and I don't know what team he played for. He, Coastal Carolina. It's one of those teams. Okay. He's going to fall off heavy because they benefited heavy from the corona year. Like, everything was messed up. You had all these teams that had no business being ranked ended up getting ranked games and it, it was right. weird. Coastal Carolina is going to fall back into be into the depths, and he's going to they're they're going to forget about the hype about him. He's not bad, but he's that team is not going to help him at all, and he's not going to be able to do do good because of the team, in my opinion. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure. sure that we went over everybody that was in the top ten. We mentioned we mentioned everybody that was in the top ten. So I yeah, I think we hit everybody. Yeah. Which one? Pink Bachmeyer at Boise State too. Another name to watch. Yeah, you got you got to love Dennis' dedication. I don't know what he do, but I ain't mad at him. He look, hey, he look dedicated. I ain't mad at him. Hey man, listen, I did my research. I did my research. Yeah, I see. I, I, see. Say, I, I thought, hey, I thought football we was, involved this year. Hey, I thought we was only going to talk about Tennessee. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah. Tennessee has no quarterback to talk about this year. Nah, damn, nah. damn, sure don't. Man. Joe Milton from nah, Michigan, man, he's terrible. I mean, since we talking about quarterbacks, let's let's get into the Hosman conversation. Oh shit. Okay. I know, I know, I know it's a bit early, but um man, let's talk about it, man. It's uh it's a it's a lot of dog horses. It's uh the crazy part is uh Dark Stingley is in the conversation. He's he's like up there as far as like yeah, top ten, yeah. but I mean uh I ain't seen a defensive player win. He's not going to be even a finalist. <laughs> he won't even be a because no, nobody's I mean, going to throw the ball at him. Nobody's going to throw the ball right. at Derek Singley this year. <laughs> no chance. He's going to get like four passes thrown at him all year. <laughs> there's not a there's really not a Devonte Smith that can that can beat him. That's the only person who's beat him. So. Uh, all right, so uh, you, you see, you see the Hosman being um going to uh, uh, a different position outside of quarterback. No. 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 No, Kilo. Because usually it's the running the running back that can stand up, but there's not really any like crazy standout running back <laughs> that we can say is gonna that could like there's no Najee Harris this year. There's no yeah. It's just I, too many good QBs, yeah. man, this year. So like I would be surprised if 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 it was somebody else other than QB. That would be the surprise to me, but I, I just don't see it. Brees um, Hall been in the conversation. Uh, I mean, he ain't, gonna, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna lead. I don't think he's gonna produce like he did last year. Uh, he's gonna do good, but he's in the same conference as Rattler, so he so he ain't gonna get that much that much shine. They're gonna talk about him, but All I just right. don't see him. Like taking that major step, man, as far as being like a Heisman contender, like you know. But Stingley, Stingley, as I mean, as good as he is, he could definitely be in that conversation. But like, he would have to do a lot, like special teams. Yeah, you know, he might, he yeah, might, he yeah, might play yeah, some right. receiver this year. Yeah, like he's he just not gonna. Plays right. are not going to go near him enough for him right. to make a Heisman case. That's the problem. Right. Right. But, like, if like, you had to pick one player to win it this year, who would it be? 
I already gave my answer before Corral. Matt Corral. I think, uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. It's it's gonna be between Corral and Sling and Sling and Sammy. Like I said, okay. it's, it's all gonna be depending on the way um, North Carolina play. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was thinking Dylan Gabriel too. But it's like Corral, like Ole Miss and UCF. We we don't know how they're gonna play this year, so we don't like. And UCF, it's gonna be hard to win a Heisman period at UCF. Because they're just not thought of like that. Yeah. It might be Bryce Young this year. I mean, Bryce Young might surprise people in this. this. Crazy part, the crazy part who's favorite right now is my guy. DJ, yeah. He's favorite right now. Got to see how Justin Ross plays. Um, CJ Stroud, man. CJ Stroud can make a run. He's actually in the top five for that season. His pass catching options are just so ridiculous. It's like you don't even have to, like, you barely have to do anything and you're going to be productive there. His receiver core is stupid and he's got the best tight end in the country. So I don't know. He could, he could make, he automatically could make a case. So, what about Kayvon? Kayvon from uh, Oregon. Oh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, the only thing I, for I, him, he, he got a headline: eighty-five sacks. <laughs> <laughs> the problem, the, his problem is going to be, is he has a good defensive front around him that's going to take away from his production. I think they have, mm-hmm. they might have the best linebacker core, or at least the hey, best linebacker duo. Who was Chase Young having a conversation for Hosman? He met, he was a finalist. Okay. Yeah, but he, he's okay. but. Oregon's got such good linebackers that it's going to be hard for him to get a lot of production. I think they have the best linebacker core in the country, so it's going to be it's going to be tough. Mm, okay, he'll put his numbers up though. Do you think anybody at like the wide receiver position? Uh, um, it, it's, I mean, it caught me off guard when I was uh, reading up on it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Isay Williams uh, for, for Clemson is actually. Was actually in the top twenty for that shit. I was just surprised. Like, mm-hmm. Mike Williams' cousin, Mike Williams' cousin or brother? I always forget which one. I'm honestly, I don't even know what any is. I just know he he was actually <laughs> doing well with us last season. Okay. But yeah, he's good. With uh, Justin Ross coming back, I main teams maybe like you know I don't care if he was out for a whole year. Yeah. Make sure we want to. Double covers him, and it's going to open up opportunities for everybody else. So, what I'm thinking is that um, I mean, I, it's only out there. I don't believe it, but they do have EJ Williams in the conversation. Like, it's hard. Are. It's so hard for a receiver to win the Heisman when he has another good receiver or pass catching option. Period. Like the only reason Devontae Smith won the Heisman is because Jalen Waddle got hurt. He was able to get that crazy right. production. That's why I would say, like, a Garrett Wilson, he he can't win it because he has so many good receivers and pass-catching options around him. Plus, their running game is going to be stacked, too. So, I don't no, I don't see any receivers either. Okay. A lot of people are really hyped on Kayshawn Boutte from my Tigers, my LSU Tigers, but he's all right. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's getting a little too much hype. Okay. Yeah, no worries. It's, it's going to be a quarterback. <laughs> it's a yeah, quarterback yeah, forward, yeah. for sure. It That's might it might saying. be a straight all finalists are probably going to be quarterbacks. Just, if we're being they just honest. need to change his trophy. His whole quarterback. <laughs> it just depends yeah, the year. He's living on ball, ball card. It's like I don't mean just. Yeah, yeah. Like I would be surprised if it was somebody else that that won that shit, yo. 
Um, sleeper team. What is? Can you name one team that that could actually make a run for the college football playoff? That's that's like not named Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. Is there like one sleeper team that that you would that like you would be like, yo, we need to be talking about these people right here going into the season? Texas A&M. A&M? Yeah, they, they was right there knocking at the door. They was damn near in there. They just okay. missed it. They just missed it. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. That's one of them teams like Jimbo Fisher. He, he's, he's, he's doing his damn thing down there. Um, okay. And the only thing I'm just worrying about, you know, they just lost, what, Kellen Maher. They lost a couple players to the NFL. Yeah. So it's all about now the challenges for – Okay, Jimbo, you you starting over with a bunch of new fresh faces. Now, what now? What kind of run are you going to try to give the SEC this? They was they was they was gradually getting better as ever as the year went along. Okay. Do you uh, what about Indiana, um, Cincinnati, uh, Iowa That's, State? Uh, that was that was Buck Flair's choices. Let me put that out there. Buck Flair said. Uh, Iowa State, Indiana, Cincinnati. Iowa. Okay. That's crazy. That mine's Oregon. Crazy about Oregon, Oregon, That's all. They all yeah. four mines: Texas A&M, Indiana, Cincinnati, and Iowa State. Okay. Yeah, I think Oregon, Oregon, Oregon's going to be slept on. Um, they, ha- I think they have a good offense developing. They brought back C.J. Verdell, and they have Travis Dye at running back. I think that's a really good combo. It's really they're they're all going to depend on the quarterback position since uh, Tyler Shuck left. Um, I forgot where he transferred to. They have Michael Pittman's yeah, brother, Michael yeah, Pittman. He transferred to um, he transferred to Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas He'll be Tech, good there yeah. for them. But they got they got a nice little uh, receiver core. But it's the defense. I love their defense. They got um, Verone McKinley the third at free safety. They have Jamal right. Hill, who I think is going to have a breakout year at corner. At the nickel, they still have Mikhail Wright. At corner, but those linebackers are those linebackers are going to cause problems. They got Noah Suell, Penne's brother, uh, Mesa Funa at the other outside linebacker, and then they got Justin Flo, who was a freshman last year, but he is a monster. I think he could be the best linebacker I, in the I country was, already. I, I think I, I was watching this. Um, I was watching his high school tapes. He's disgusting. I'm just like, God damn. He was picking people up in the backfield and bringing them 30 yards back. He's he's crazy. But that linebacker core is so good behind a Kayvon Thibodeau-led defensive line. I think that defense could could be a big sleeper. And I think the whole team could be a big sleeper. It's going to depend on the quarterback. Defensive end, too, ain't they? They have uh, Kayvon Uh, Thibodeau. um, But I don't know. It's a high high recruit. He was up there. um, I think next year they have him coming up. I forgot his name, but he was in high school was wearing people. Oh my god, damn. He Brandon Dorless. Yeah. That's it him. might be Brandon Dorless. Yeah, he's solid too. He's yeah. gonna be opposite Kayvon Thibodeau. And then uh Mesa Funa is kind of kind of come off the edge. They're gonna be running really three linemen with two DTs. Okay. But yeah, those linebackers it's that defense will run through those linebackers. Noah Suell and Justin Flo are gonna they're gonna eat uh, this year. No offense to Oregon in that NFL teams. Are we weary of, of, of Oregon defenders? They are, yeah. Exactly. Like Deion Jordan. Deion Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yo, um, Oregon travels to Ohio State. They were supposed to last year. That was supposed to be their opening game. Week two this season. Yeah. Oh. That's going to be I think crazy. that's the only loss they get this year, honestly. It's going to be Ohio State. Cool. Oregon. I think they win every other game. We'll see, though. It, it all depends on quarterbacks. They have Butterfield and Anthony Brown. We're going to see how they play. You don't think Oregon going to beat them? No, I don't. No, no, no. I think the only team that, that can beat – I don't know. I think Ohio State's winning the championship. I don't think they're going to lose a game this year. Personally. We're going to see. That's going to be a hell of a game, though. Oregon, Ohio State. That's yeah, definitely going to be prime time. Yeah. That's definitely prime time game right there. That's going to be one of Ohio. That might be. That's probably Ohio State's toughest matchup, I think, on the regular season for sure. And I think, but I think they're so, Ohio State is just so loaded, and they brought back so many good yeah, they players. Are, they are. They are. They are. They are. They really only lost. They really only lost. They mostly lost players that, besides the linebackers, that really struggled at at times. And they have mm-hmm. these young guys coming up. Like, they lost one of their linemen. Like, they lost Wyatt Davis. But now they have Paris Johnson, who's going to step in as, as a tackle. And he's he's a monster. He's like a Tyron Smith kind of. That, that's was always my comp for him. Um, but, yeah, they, now they have all these guys. They still – I think they have the best defensive tackle in the country, Haskell Garrett. They have Zach Harrison still at the end. They just got a legendary combo of DNs, Jack Sawyer and JT Tuomalato. I don't know. They're loaded. And it's going to be tough. I don't know many teams that have the defensive backs to stop that pass game. And then you have the run game. You have Master Teague still there. But now they have the freshman Travion Henderson, who who is a savage, who's coming up this year. He has he's are you Travion Henderson? I'm just they're loaded. I said it last year. Like when I said Alabama, Ohio State will be the those two teams will be the clear matchup in the national championship. And that Ohio State's dynasty is starting. They they have a dynasty brewing. They have some crazy players coming in. Quinn Ewers is coming in next good, year. They always been no, good. It's different now. It's different. Like, they were always good. They always, they they always, always were able to beat their conference. They always won their Michigan game. But they're just so low. They were never. They haven't been this loaded in, in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. That receiver core is, is ridiculous. So they, I don't know who's going to cover it. So the question, is they quarterback uh, CJ Stroud? Got a chance to win the Heisman? He's auto, I think he's automatically just because of how he's going to have a very high he's production. Odds. He's, he's in. He's fourth yeah. for the odds. Now, he might, he might Flair, lose his job on, after on, a year. He's going to Garrett and Garrett Wilson and Chris Ollett. Oh, Buck Flair <laughs> said, how could you not consider Fry Frugal? Fry Frugal, yeah. That's I was, when I was talking about him with Penix before, he's he's not going to be a Heisman candidate because he's he's not going to – he wouldn't be a candidate over Michael Penix as quarterback. There's so many good QBs for I mean for us to consider any, I mean anybody else unless you had <laughs> I mean unless you are Devontae Smith last year I yeah or you take like a Garrett Wilson there. and put him on a team with no other good receivers like all the I top mean, all the top receivers are in loaded like cores so it's hard for them to produce enough. That's what I'm saying like I, I just don't see nothing that that I mean nobody else doing that Jared like. Yeah. I mean, it's just and Devontae and Smith only put those numbers up enough to win the Heisman because Jalen Waddle got hurt. If Jalen Waddle was healthy all season, he wouldn't have been able to produce that a high enough to get the Heisman. It's crazy. Yeah, it's receivers a tough position to win it just because you usually have another good one if you're on one of these top teams or right. you need it, it can rely on the quarterback too. Okay. 
Uh, what about your top five defenses going into the season? Top five defenses. If y'all have any. Or if you don't have any top five, who's I mean, like who's gonna be that defense that's gonna be just lights out? I know Jared gonna say Ohio State. So no. uh, they're, they're, they'll be in they're in my five for defense. No, hey, I don't know. One know something crazy. I like I like South defense. I mean it's they already play that many people, but one defense don't get talked about. I guess I mean I don't know. Army defense is something special. They, they don't play nobody, but I'm just, yo, look at the stats for years. Look at them. Listen, I'm just throwing them out there. I'm not saying that's my number one. Throwing them out there. That defense is something special. Go look at what it. What defense? Though. Which defense? Army. Go look oh, at Army? it. Look at the yeah, and they run Go such a fast pace. They run the clock down where it's what like the, the defense is what. That's Army? that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Listen, it's fuck about Army to the Army game. I do. I do. It's must the defense <laughs> per, like the 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 high statistics or or Yo, the lack thereof of the defense. It just got like one game a year. And that's Navy and Army. Yes, Army and Navy. They they won one game a year. That's it. But, but, no, do but, Army, uh, Army's defense them, is always so good because they run the, the whole ball? clock down. Run that's run how all ball, the – they, the, they run the triple option. They run, Army like, run, three oh, different yeah. things. But you, and, and, that's and the thing. That's why their defense does so good. It's all the it's all the military academies. They just run the shit out of the ball, so they drain most of the clock on offense. Yeah, so it's hard hey, for the defense I'm to get scored on. Hey, hey, Jerry, since um, you was talking about dynasties, right? Yeah. Do you believe that the Washington Huskies have created a defense? That's one of my de- That's one of my defenses defensive for top five this year. They have a really good secondary. Really good. There's not like too but they, many but good defenses. But they had a really fronts. good secondary for the last what six years, right? Their defense has been solid the last couple of years, for right. sure. But they, this year, their their defensive cores, their uh, specifically their DBs are really good. They have, they, I think, I'd say top three for DBs at least. I think their defense will be top five. There's not a lot of good defensive fronts this year, uh, as I was looking through it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for defense, it's largely DB cores. There's some really stacked ones. Okay. Um, but Washington, they have a uh, they have Kyler Gordon, who's a very solid corner. They have Trent McDuffie, who's who's a lot of people view as a top corner. They just got a uh, bookie from Oklahoma, Brendan Radley Hiles. If he can keep his head on straight, he's a solid player. He's just he's hey, he's out of his mind. He's just out of his mind. Sorry to cut you off again, Jared, but they don't even have them in the top five cornerback duos this year. Who? The the uh, Washington. Uh, he's talking about Washington. Who do you yeah, got in the top five, Dennis? Um, they got Stormy TCU. Duck and Tony Grimes at uh, North Carolina. That's okay. a good one. They got Ahmed Gardner and Kobe Bryant. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. They got uh, Roger McClear, Roger McCarley and uh, Deshaun Miller. I think that's Auburn. Okay. Uh, at TCU, they got T. Hodges Thomason and Noah Daniels. Yeah, yeah. And we all corner. know Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks are at LSU. Okay. Those are the Trevius Hodges Thomason. He's he's top five corner this year. He's he's a he's a savage. He's one of those T like those yes. T, that TCU DB core might be the best. They they have such a good DB core. I think that's I think that's uh is that his nephew? 
LT's nephew, yeah. LT nephew, okay. Oh, yep. so um, got a nephew? Oh, shit. Yeah. But they're, yeah. so their DB core, they have they have him. He's their top corner. I think he's a top three to five corner. He might be my number three behind uh, Mullen and Stingley. Um, and then they have Noah Daniels, who's a redshirt senior this year. He got hurt last year, but he was having a big breakout year last year. So he should be good opposite him. And then they have TJ Carter from Memphis, safety. He, he was really good. I liked him when he was at Memphis. Um, I think he should be very solid free safety for them. And they have Kendrick Van Zant. Who, who is a big sleeper too, as another safety. I love their DB core. It's okay. just going to be about how the front plays. Um, them, Washington, like I said, Oregon, I already talked about them. Ohio Washington State. DBU, ain't they, ain't they DBU, no, relax, relax, relax. No, it's, still, no. it's still LSU. It's still LSU. Let's uh, take, a, <laughs> take a breather. Let's take a breather. It's still LSU. That's they, where Ohio State's defense is. Yeah, That's Ohio State's defense is weak. They have seven banks, who's a solid first corner. Uh, the other corners are are okay. It's all underclassmen, but those safeties have to, those safeties were so bad last year. That was the one part of their whole team mm-hmm. that was just consistently terrible. I mean, they, the safeties okay. alone, like they ran one safety though, Jared. Then they won like a, um, then they, they run like, the, like a nickel with the one safety or something like. They were, they were they like weird. Two. They had um Seven Banks and Sean Wade were the two main corners. They had Williams and uh, what's his name. Uh, and then at towards the end of the season, they started running three safeties like Josh Proctor. He was okay. That, okay. Yeah, Proctor's probably who you're thinking of. He he was a nickelback, but he's a safe. He's a safety nickel more so okay. than a corner All right. okay. nickel. All right. He actually stepped up in like the playoffs. He was making some tackles. He was doing some things. But those other like Williams, oh my God, he he got he gave up at least 150 alone to Fry Fogel and them at Indiana. It was bad. Mm-hmm. So if those safeties can step step up. They'll be good. Okay. Yeah. So TCU, Washington, Oregon, Ohio State. Um, no Alabama. You you want know Alabama defense? Their defense, I think, is falling off. Which is surprising with Alabama, but they have a they have some good. They I really like Christian Harris, the outside linebacker for them. Okay. Um, they, got, they got Alabama number one on the PFF. Yeah, the yeah that, I think that's why they got the Georgia Bulldogs number two. Georgia, Georgia's four, and Washington is number five. Washington, now, okay. where did they got Texas A and M? They ain't make the top five. Right. You know what I'm saying? This ain't the top ten. Uh, I ain't get a top ten list. I just got a top five. I do have Georgia in mind. You got Georgia in your top five, Kilo? Yeah. Okay. Who's your top five? Um, Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Cincinnati, and Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, I was checking out the highlights of uh, Cincinnati top corner. His name is Sauce. Gardner. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. I think he about six two. He might be about six two. He's a big corner, man. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's not bad. I think he's getting a little too much hype, but we'll see. Uh, that guy Sauce is top good. three defensive player in college yeah, football. Yeah, yeah that's where right I think now. it's it gets wild to me. Uh, Oklahoma he's good. has number two at uh, Nick Bonito. Yeah, Bonito. Yeah. You know, Derek's number one. Edge rusher. Okay. We're about to talk about uh, the top five offenses. 
The crazy part, of my, crazy part, my my number one is. <laughs> All right, Jared, this for you. Ole Miss. That's my oh, number shit, one. No, no. Nah, nah. That's that's my number one. It's Ole Miss. Oklahoma I think State. it's a runaway. Ohio State is the best offense. Like runaway. Right I don't now, think it's on it's, it's on. It, it's all, of course. It's all on. Like, Ole Miss is is. You seen what they did last year? It's, mm-hmm. it's only going to get better for me. Ohio State is right now is is written out as good. It's not not saying that CJ Stroud going to kind of prevail with the weapons that he have. It's not really kind of laid out there. We that we we anticipating it, but yeah, say he may fly. But I do have I have Ohio State in my top five. That's okay. my three. I have Oklahoma as my two. Okay. Like you got Lincoln Riley right there. That's that's the that's the whisper right there. Okay. The guru. Um my four. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So where you got where you got your Clemson boys at? Because you got Justin Ross coming back. Four. You got him at four? I got Clemson mm-hmm. at four. Okay. Okay. So who you got at five? Even Alabama, it was tied between Bama and Coastal Carolina. What is up with y'all with Coastal Carolina? I like Coastal Carolina. I like them. Listen, I talked to a. Let me get this out the way. I talked to a young boy here in high school, man. He, he going to West Catholic right now. One of the schools he picked was Coastal Carolina. I said, well, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I just had to look. I said, what the fuck motherfuckers just start saying? Yo, I'm gonna go to Coastal Carolina. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yo, listen, yo, they going there because they got. I had to ask you, I was just sitting there. They have nice jerseys, dog. They have nice jerseys. Coastal Carolina, nigga, you could have went to Temple. Yo, shout out to yo, shout out to that interview, man. It was great people, man. But I was sitting there like Coastal Carolina, <laughs> and I ain't mad at the young boy. I was just mad at that Coastal Carolina. I'm like Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I'm like, okay. damn Coastal Carolina. Like, <laughs> ain't nothing attracted me to no damn Coastal Carolina. He said he liked the way they offenses ran, though. That's what he said. said like, but the they run like a spread right. offense? But they run a spread? Yeah, but he's a running back. He's a running back. He said he liked the way the offenses ran. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, hopefully they come on TV this year. Uh, we uh, gonna start writing uh, down. We gonna start yeah. writing this shit down when teams come on TV. That's gonna start being a new yes, thing. Do. Right? Do. We gonna start writing this down. Please do. When teams come on TV, I, that's gonna I have to be a new thing. I got access to every game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got access to every game too. So. I got I got nine dollar cable over here. You was talking about getting YouTube TV. No, I got nine no, dollar cable. Got, nine no, dollars I, I can watch links. everything. I got I links. I can watch everything. Every day. I got links. <laughs> and I may be thirty seconds late on some things, but I can watch hey, everything. Facts. Snap with facts. Right. <laughs> but I'm not paying no more than that nine dollars for the cable I got. You better, you better hey, 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 let hey, me get the DVR. Hey, DVR. Ed, since we since we on defense, can we talk about uh, Derek Stingley? Well, wait a minute, hold on. before we get to Derek Stingley, let me, let's talk about some low ended players first because I wanted to hear, uh, you know, the, the 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 defensive back guru over here, my guy Pylon the Pylon, talk about this guy oh. from Notre Dame, Kyle mm-hmm. Hamilton. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's good. I like him. Uh, I think, I don't think it's a, the safeties are strong at all right now in college. You're going to have some good ones coming up uh, in the next couple of years, but it's a, it's pretty weak position, I think in college right now. Uh, so right. I think Kyle Hamilton really is the runaway. All right. I'm, sure. about to put you, I'm about to put you on the spot right here. You ready for this one, Jared? You got to You got to rank. You got to rank these three corners right here. Tyree Smith, Joe Jube, and uh, Kyer Elam. Uh, repeat that again. I was switching off my headphones. Sorry. Tyreek Smith, Joe Jube from okay. Alabama, and Kyer Elam. I I I I don't know why Josh Job is getting so much like I hype. Josh Job, I said Joe. I don't I don't know why he's been getting so much hype. I think Kyer Elam's all right. From Bama, right? Bama, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's a, always kind of been like on and off with the hype. It's weird. Like he, people were high on him, then he kind of fell off. Nobody was talking about him. Now people are talking about him again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's okay. I, I don't think he's at like he'll be maybe a mid round pick at, after this year. I don't. I think he's gonna get beat a few times at least. Uh, Kyrie Elam's getting a lot of hype. He, he's good. I think he's better than Job. Um, I don't think he's a top five corner by any means, but he, he's solid. He'll be all right for Florida. Um, and who is the other one? Tyreek Smith from Georgia. It's going to be – he's going to have to step up. My fault, Ty Key Smith, Ty Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I haven't watched too much of him, but he definitely has the some shoes to fill. They had their two starting corners last year that went up, and then they just lost uh, Tyreek Stevenson to Miami. He went to Miami. So um, he's going to be – he's getting catapulted into that top top spot for Georgia. So we'll see. They, they're, they're, they have a couple of sneaky good players on that, on that defense, but I think that defense is another one that's getting kind of overhyped a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's really the offense for Georgia. So I, I, they don't have too many good players on defense, to be honest. I don't know why they're getting so much hype as a defense. But none of those – I don't see any of those guys at top five corners, at least for me, in my rankings. Okay. All right. All right. So, let's get into the guy, the man, the myth. Supposed to be the best thing coming out of LSU as a corner, as everybody's been saying. I don't personally believe it. But we need to know what do y'all feel about Derek Stingley Jr. Can I go first? How come he didn't get the number seven? That's what I wanted to know. He did get number seven. In LSU, you get number seven, right? Or he is. That's he is number seven. He's number seven this year. Oh, he's number seven now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Kilo. Yep. Can I go first? Um, all right. So um, I'm watching them. I'm, I'm watching them. I watched, uh, like I said, I compared the, his best year with his declining year. His best year, man, it was just, it was just lights out. A lot of I'm not taking nothing away from Dark, but a lot of them was like some bad throws, especially when um, LSU played uh, played played Georgia, and that was I think that was his best game. Um, what was that 20 2019? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he had like I think it was like two interceptions in one game. And I'm just I'm just watching. It was it was it was it was bad throws, but it was good ball awareness from uh from Dark. And then, you know, then we get in the next season and pretty much uh, Dart was dealing with injuries too. But 
what I seen to me, it was a little bit of comparison to Janoris Jenkins. Um, I, I, he's my actual NFL comparison. I thought I felt like Dart is a is a bit too handsy. I think it's a penalty waiting to happen when the NFL. In the NFL, they favor wide receivers versus cornerback. He has he like Dark has the the skills to lock down most, you know, most uh, wide receivers in the NFL, in my opinion. But with the referees so favored towards the wide receiver, and like as soon as he get past that five yards, in this whole story. But I did see him. Um, damn, what game was that? He was. I think was it was it it was against Missouri this year. He was hurt that game, but just he was just getting beat off a lot of one steps, like one cut. I mean, I think most corners do, but other than that, I did like his um like he ain't afraid to tackle. I really like uh, uh, a cornerback who willing to lay it down was willing to lay it out. Guy mm-hmm. shoot. Um I I think his best attribute is his zone coverage. And like his man to man. Is, is 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 okay. It's not it's not the greatest, but I feel like his own coverage is the greatest coverage from um oh, out of Dark State. But like I said, we'll we'll see next year. Um last year was kind of a little a regressive year just for him dealing with injuries. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how did he progress now that it's kind of slated out there that Dark Stingy is definitely the best guy. So let's see if he can hold those weight on his shoulders and actually lock down at least that one side of the field. Okay. Um, before Jared go on his 10-minute uh, rant, um, <laughs> I've seen some, uh, I think it was last week, I think, they was comparing him to Chant Bailey. Do y'all see any type of comparison with them two? The player type and like the body type, yeah, but uh, we don't know if he's champ Bailey no. good. But that if you're okay. talking just play style okay. and body type and and okay. athleticism, he he, he falls kind of in that category. Okay, that, that wouldn't be my my end comparison. I, I I don't have an exact one on him yet. I'm I'm taking time okay. for that one for sure. All right, go ahead, Jared. Go on. All right, all right, go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jared. <laughs> no, I'm Oh, yeah, I mean, last year he was basically playing injured from day one. He shouldn't have never been in that. Uh, we should have never had him out there in that Missouri game. We were just – it was, was a terrible year overall. Huh? He was limping the whole game. He, like, he was limping preseason. He, he was – he should – he I don't know. He, 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 was really, he was really hurt all year. It, it would have been best to not even play him. But – Definitely not in that Missouri game. It was that he had no business being out there. But um, I think he's not. He's not going to get targeted much at all. I think it's going to make Eli Ricks flourish. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna have a breakout. I mean, Eli Ricks himself had had one bad. He had a bad first game as a freshman, and then he was he was almost lights out after that. So I think that's going to make Derek Stingley look even better. Um, but I. Uh, he, he Stingley's better in man. I I think with the injuries, like you could, if you go back to the first year, almost exclusively he was playing in that man coverage, and there was only okay. gave up three. He's given up three touchdowns. One was a two yard slant to Van Jefferson. Happens to the best of them. Everybody gets beat on slants on the goal line. Happens. Then the Devont two Devonte Smith touchdowns. The one last year 
which was just an incredible catch where Devontae reached back and, and when everybody thought the ball was just going way out the back of the end zone. And then he had the one where the there was confusion with the sideline his first year against Devontae Smith, and they call hike as he's looking and talking to the to the sideline. Smith gets by him, and he just he, you're almost never going to recover and get catch up to De- Devontae Smith. So those were the only three touchdowns he's given up. And then besides that, um, they had him for a whole drive against Florida his first year, manned up on Kyle Pitts, which is just like he's not big enough to do that. So it should have never been happening in the first place, especially when he's lined up at tight end and Stingley's inside. Um, I do think Stingley is a he, – he's he's much better outside than inside. Yeah. He, the, yeah. the thing with he's so cerebral is it, he's been taught the game at such a high level since literally he was like three years old. Yeah. So he's been he, – he's a cerebral guy. I think he's best in man coverage because he has the athleticism to almost keep up with almost anybody. Like we said, Devontae Smith's just a different breed of speed, but he has enough speed to be on the, the, on the inside slightly behind the receivers and then make the plays as, as like a bait. Basically he, he can bait the quarterbacks to thinking their, their guy hasn't beat, but they don't. He, he, that's, that's where he's best. He, he's shading on the inside slightly in front baiting, making those really athletic plays because he's a he's a receiver slash corner pretty much. Like they were saying, he he's probably going to get at least some receiver reps this year. Uh, he was supposed to the last two years, but obviously he was hurt last year, so you're not going to risk him also playing offense. Um, mm-hmm. how, how you feel about him pressing? That's why I see when, a lot of uh, – he was, he was getting beat at um, a lot of press coverage. See, I like – I like him in close man, but I prefer him not pressing, if that makes sense. You don't really see that typically. Usually yeah. if somebody's up close, they're pressing. But I like him because he has such quick feet and he can change direction so well. And he's smart enough to know exactly which kind of turn, you know, take a baseball turn, take a, take a quick hip turn. He, he's smart enough to know all those things in the, in, the, in, the, in the heat of the moment to where he can – I'd rather him not wasting a second, a second and an extra uh, movement on putting his hands up and, and getting physical. Cause he's not like the biggest, strongest guy, you know, I'd rather him just use what his strength is. He, he's best when he's sitting in front of the guy, he's able to trail. And you don't see that a lot with corners. Usually corners, you want them to have the advantage, but he's better when he's kind of on that trailing disadvantage. It's weird. He, he's a weird, it's hard. That's why it's hard to draw a comparison for him. Cause he's just a weird kind of player it's kind of abnormal what his strengths are and, and what he's best at um i think he is he's definitely the best corner i think there's a couple other corners who are who are who are up there with him i think he's very close though with taiwan mullen so i, I think it's those two guys and then everybody else at corner but i think he is the top corner and i think if he's healthy this year we're going to see him shutting down we're going to see him getting avoided on defense we're going to see him returning the ball uh, punt returns and kick returns and we're going to see some offense out of him too so should be a good year for him it just depends how much he's actually utilizing the other two aspects and how much he's actually like targeted and how much the plays go to him but it should be a bounce back at, and it's crazy calling it a bounce back because he was still really good last year especially for being hurt so we'll see he's my guy so he's got that number seven that not, number seven can change a player at LSU the seven and the number 18 can make them play even better. 
when they get those numbers. Yeah. That's really it. Let me unsting Well, uh, as Jordan said, every, well, did you say yours, A.B.? Let me hear yours. Um, I don't watch that much college football, man. I'm just here, man, so I, I won't get fined. Um, <laughs> no, yo, no, uh, no, uh, singly from what I've seen, because like last year was probably the first year that I didn't really watch as much college football as usual because of the COVID and it was just a lot going on last year, so I didn't watch as much as I used to. Uh, but the year before, I watched a lot of LSU games. Uh, he bought out. Um, he had a great year that year. Um, you know, he's, a, I mean, and, and you know, football is in his family, man. Like, that's in his blood, man. So, um, you know, uh, he's, I mean, he's a very, very good player, man. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I want to see him more this year. Last year, like, you know, he was injured last year and it was just too much shit going on. But this year, hopefully, you know, he's healthy. He's out there making plays. And I think he's going to be a top five pick in uh, 2022. Um, you know, you know, he's, I mean, I mean, he's a guy that, that I've been talking about just a little bit more recently. So, um, you know, I want to see him just, like, ball out, man. So, um, plus he got good size. He's, like, 6'1". Um, you know, so that's, I mean, like, that's going to be key at the next level. You need you need guys, I mean, like, you need big corners at the next level. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, like, he's a very, very good player, man. That's all I got to say about Derek, man. I got to watch more Indiana games, too, because I want to see Mullen. I want to see Sauce Gardner play. There's some corners that's, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be talked about this year. So I can't wait to watch him, man. I just can't wait to watch him. You got like what about my guy, job. man? What about my guy? Uh, you talking about Andrew Booth? Yeah, he got hands. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like Andrew's cool, too. Andrew's good. So, I mean, like, they have a lot of young, young, young corners, man. So, you know, I, you know, I just can't wait to watch everybody play this year. Um, so, like, is there any – I mean, is there any current corner that's in the league right now that you would compare Derek to or, or like, or, or you can't really compare him yet to anybody? I, I, I thought my mom was Janoris Jenkins. Janoris? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my comparison. Jack Rabbit. Okay. All right. I'll uh, I'll definitely make a note of that one. And um, cause like like a lot of people don't really talk college football like us, so you know, you know, I want to see more people talk about it, man. You know. Um, I'm gonna wait to see what he do this year because I got to see him in the injury year, so I'm not gonna compare him enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to do the coach of the year, or you want to skip that? You want to save that for another time, or Brian Day? I'm thinking the guy from Cincinnati. It's, it's time. No, Brian Day. It's time. Oh, 
He's going to be the first Ohio State um, coach to actually win it. Come on. Ryan Day. Ryan Day. Okay. They just got to win it all. Yeah, I think that's the only way Ryan Day get it. Undefeated, okay. win it all. Okay. Um, I got the guy from uh, Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with um. Like I don't really, like I don't go with the obvious guys, man. Like Dabo and it seems like it's always the same guys, man. Um. What about, what about Jimbo? You got Jimbo, Texas A&M. Hey, Jimbo. what about uh, what's the what's the guy from uh Remember they were surging for a little bit? And then Fitzgerald? Yeah, Fitz, Pat Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, yeah. Depending on the success with Northwestern. Right, right. And then, you know, everybody been talking about Iowa State. Who's to say Matt Campbell might do something with uh, Iowa mm-hmm. State? Who's to say, you know? Okay. I would love to see Riley win it. Um, you know, it just depends. Wait a minute, man. Like, he, he hasn't won it yet. No, Thanks. no, I don't. I don't think so. No, oh. it's, 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 it's gonna be tough because you already is you already is expect um Ohio. I mean, it's Ohio, Oklahoma to be a top four team. You expect that, so you expect the team to have success. It's gonna be tough. For him to kind of be in a, uh, in that conversation because it's like Nick Saban, you know he's going to be there. So why give him coach of the year when you can give it to like the coach from Coastal Carolina? <laughs> and let's say he go undefeated. Yes, that's how I did it. I'm just saying I'm using for example though, but. I mean, I mean, to see a team go, you know, undefeated or Alabama undefeated, you're saying Alabama undefeated. Everybody's saying the same undefeated. You'll mm-hmm. expect Oklahoma to be undefeated. That's why I think it's be tough for Lincoln Riley to do it. Yeah. But he's been great, man. He, I mean, he won 45 games, lost eight so far in his career. Yeah. Um, the top of Uniforms, the fresh to death uniforms. Kilo, I, didn't I didn't, I didn't specify um which one for Oregon, but you, you I can just say Oregon and close my damn eyes and just pick out a damn jersey. All, all I like all their uniforms. They got like they got like forty different combinations, yo. I like um Georgia, their black jerseys. Yeah, See, I do. I do. I like that combination. That at the LSU with the white helmets, yo. Oh, the best jerseys are those golds. With the purple, I jerseys? love the golds. Yeah, that now nah, that whole setup is me. Then I okay. um, I have Florida. They wore a retro jersey of a 1960s version. Mm-hmm. They had the um the F on the side of the helmet. Okay, that was that was that was kind of hard and. Arizona State, they've been sneaking in there with their little jerseys with the black and the gold. Yeah, right, they got a nice right. little combination. That's why I really like that. That's my five. Yeah, that, that black and gold joint is nice on there. Yeah. Well, you do got to say Oregon's number one. 
Hey, 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 anybody actually bring up no old shit, all right? Hey, he's the one who said he was going to be singing Rocky Top all the way home. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. He went all the I way got, to another job. I got another job question up for Kilo because, you know, he down there in Maryland. How do you feel about the uh, Tua's little brother? Come on, it's the same Talia. Talia. Talia, Talia Tua. Uh, you know fuck names up, Talia, Tua, Gavoli, whatever. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, uh, that was a great addition for Maryland. Cause I've been talking to Nell about it. I said, Nell, what you, how do you feel about it? Nell stood up there like he liked the move. He said, you know, it's, it's been a while since Maryland had a quarterback. And, yeah, I like him. Um, good. It was um, matter of fact, I only thing he keeps telling what harm him the most is that time when Maryland had Ohio State beat in the quarterback, Mr. Dude in the back of the dab is though, man. I said, yo. <laughs> I said how? <laughs> I said how, man. Yo, that game was close as hell, yo. I, <laughs> I remember I put the ticket and I was like, yo, Ohio State was supposed to win this game. What the fuck? <laughs> he had a wide, like Marla had a wide, if he had a wide open and just threw a duck. <laughs> but like I said, we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to him seeing Saying we what he can do for Maryland, but you know how Maryland is. Maryland always start off stronger than mm-hmm. start declining that for like the second, third week. Remember they start. Remember they started last year blowing the first two teams out, putting up sixty-eight points. Like like it's a damn basketball game, and then you know they decline some, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I hope he don't be like his brother, though. I no, no shots against Tor. I like Tor, but Tor, I don't know. Yo, man, yo, like, that's another thing. Like, what happened with all that? Like, because like, I remember when, when, when uh, Tor was out, you know, was at Bama, you know, you know, like, people loved him. Like, people was hyped about him. Now it's like, people don't like him no more. What happened? It's crazy. I don't know. He's one of the most disrespected. What's it? What's it? The uh, is it when he got hurt with uh with the hip injury? But now he was already kind of regressing at that. I mean, the the crazy thing is, as a pro, he went six and three. And Uh, no, 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick went six and three. No, 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 no. no, no, He went six and three as a starter. He had a he he had a better record than Fitzpatrick last year, like win lost by like three games, four His games. His best game was against Arizona, though. He no, was like but six and two. About games had Brian Fitzpatrick closed the games out. Even counting yeah, he that, closed I, the, he closed, I had he closed this argument with somebody out. on Facebook. Even counting that one, he still had like three games up on Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick lost like four games early, like his first four games he lost, and two won his first like five games. The coaching, like they just kept taking him out, and and the playbook just held him back. They went, they wouldn't let him do anything deep ever, and then expected him to just put up points. They made no sense. I think he loses confidence, man. He's got it. Then he get benched for uh, Jalen Hurts. And then you uh, go to the Hurts, NFL. Jalen Hurts got benched from no. him. Yeah. He got but benched when he was 17 for 24, 90-something yards, one touchdown, and no interception. 
Yeah, he got benched. We got benched. You know, like a, in a three, like three point game when he would have had his first real touch test of being clutch in the fourth quarter, and then they benched him for Fitzpatrick. And they threw. I think they ran two deep no, routes no, all no, game, no, that whole game for him. No, no, I'm talking about when he was in when he was in college. Oh, in college, benched. um, he got benched. No, he, got, he got hurt. He got hurt. In the yeah, he got hurt. Game. When Jalen Hurts came in, no, he never got benched. Performance. He showed. He got. He, I could have sworn he got benched. No, Jalen not Hurts for performance. It was either because they were up 50 or it was injured. That's the only time he ever got benched. Like, I got look at that one. Like, he was, like, he was, like, a top five pick. And then I was watching um, Talk of Ish, like, a while back. They were saying, two was on the hot seat. I'm like, dang, the motherfucker just got there. People love to put everybody in the hot seat after three seconds. It's crazy. People, people want to put Cliff Kingsbury in the hot seat. Don't act like quarterbacks going to don't go in the hot seat fast. Okay, that fast? It's with yes. it's with all uh, coaching. Did we it's not with, see after one year? Uh, uh, chosen yeah, Rosa. What happened to Chosen Rosa after one year? Yeah, no, no, What? What am I saying right? Tell me something. As I see you just singing, I'll talk you is. Each and every Tuesday, come to you at 8 p.m. Make sure you're in Please check out Talk You Ish Tuesday. But but Rosen didn't really have a chance, though. Does Tua have a chance? Does Tua really have a chance with that coach? No line. He had nothing there in Arizona. Yeah, but the problem is every time Rosen came in the game, he threw like six picks. Yo, immediately start throwing the ball in the dirt. I don't think he got six picks on, on hey, his resume. Hey, yo, yeah, exactly. only, every time he's yo, running, he's yo, throwing yo, picks. Come on, yo. Every fucking time. It's crazy. I ain't going to say that. But I, what I am going to say is it's happened before. It's happened to Chosen Rosen. You know, I like Tua. I was excited when he beat Arizona because it was like I, I was like because it looked like it was personal to him. Like, no, Kyler Murray not better than me. Like that's what that's what it seemed like it was to me. Like it was personal. Like I'm gonna show up better much than Kyler Murray. Like Tyler, they too. had a real shootout. Like that's a to me that was a classic game right there. They had a real shootout. Yeah, that was one of the better games of the season last year. Man, and he outperformed. Like, game, I, like statistically, he outperformed Kyler. I'm pretty sure. That was a that to me that was a real good game, and I was like maybe he's starting to you know elevate, and then next thing you know, they started that switch hitter shit on like a pitcher, you know. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, just let him lose the game if he's gonna lose the game. Right. And even it's against Kansas way, City, against Kansas City, he was doing pretty good. You know, a lot of other people want to say, oh, if uh, if Fitz Magic was there, they would have won. No, he just threw a fucking interception as he usually do. <laughs> it was just painful to watch. Literally, with the situation too, almost. They would literally let Tua get maybe two deep routes all game, and then Fitzpatrick comes in and he gets a whole drive of just deep routes, and he misses half the throws. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He re- Tua really got taken out when he had he was like seventeen for twenty two completion, a hundred yards, a touchdown, and no interception, and got taken out. She's dumping the ball That's all they. That's all they let him do because all they do is let him run eleven or short eleven yard or shorter routes across the field. But then they expect him to score every every drive when you're having 26 plays a drive. Not everybody can do that as a as a, a rookie. Right. Um, Ab, you gonna close this out, man? Uh, yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks to Jared, uh, Pylon and Pylon. Thanks to Kilo, Mr. Clemson. 
and Mr. Ignorant Thinker, Dennis. Thank you all for being here on the show. We had a good discussion. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be back uh, in, in another month or so before the season start. And uh, we'll go over the schedules and uh, like the best games to play. Hopefully, y'all will send topics. You know, if uh, y'all got topics. I will send my topics. I'll have to send topics. So, so uh, you know, like we could talk about it on, on the show. Uh, definitely going to talk about the best games going into next year. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Thank y'all for watching. And um, we out of here, man. We out of here, baby. Sam Sports. God bless you. Hey, it's just a bigger podcast.